get ready for the Very Visible Business Podcast with David Averin. Each week featuring a candid and raucous conversation with some of the most innovative, outspoken, and entrepreneurial business minds in the world today. This is the Very Visible Business Podcast, and here's David Averin. And welcome to the Very Visible Business Podcast. I'm David Averin, and I am super stoked today to be joined by my friend, my colleague, uh, my I don't know. What do you do when you, ah, when you genuflect in front of somebody that you admire so much? But but he's just, he's a great guy. Let me give you a quick introduction that we'll talk to him specifically. Jeffrey Hazlett is the chairman and CEO of the C-Suite Network, primetime TV and podcast host, Hall of Fame speaker, global business celebrity, best-selling author of three business books, um, and his next book coming out in November, coming out soon. We might be listening to this after the fact it's already out, but look it up online. It is The Hero Factor how great leaders transform organizations and create winning cultures. Jeffrey, how are you, my friend? I am doing great. I'm sitting here in my home office of South Dakota. I'm finally home. I say home, home. It's not my home office. It's my office back in my hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which I'm rarely there, but I'm so excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I see everywhere. You've got a big, a big presence in New York and a big staff as well. But yeah. I would love following you online recently that you actually took some time for you yeah. and, and hung out in uh, – in Ireland. Yeah, back to my the home country. And my family immigrated to the United States back in 1757. Uh, I had a, an uncle and my grandfather, uh, both uh, immigrated here in 1757, landed in Philadelphia, stayed there and outside of Delaware for a little while and then made their way to West Virginia. And then we migrated across the country and I ended up here in South Dakota. Now, do you have a good sense of your lineage? Have you done like the 23andMe or the Ancestry.com and spit in the tube and found out some things that, that you did? Oh, yeah. I had a spit party. I had a spit party. That's what we called it. And my wife and I both done it. She, she's, she's like Norwegian and, Norwegian and Dane, so she doesn't even have branches of the tree. It's just a trunk. Okay, yeah. that's all. That's a, she's from what? I'm a compilation of lots of things. Uh, I am uh, mostly Irish. You know, the majority is Irish, but I have a little Bosque. I have a little bit of uh, Jewish ancestry from way, way back. And then, uh, you know, one-tenth of one percent uh, East African which or West African, which explains my dancing a great deal. Right. There you and go. I'm I, happy. I did mine. I did mine. It was, it was a complete shock. I was looking for, you know, how much of a mutt am I? I'm a little bit of this. Yeah. And I came back 99% Ashkenazi Jewish. Really? Like, well, see, I, no, Ashkenazi. That's that's. I, I didn't even know how to say it. So thank yeah, you. that's what it is. Yeah, it's you know, like, what's interesting like, is our friend and colleague Bruce Turkell has the exact same lineage. Like he and I. Bruce Turkell. I thought he was Cuban. Yeah, I know everybody does. He's he's the same thing. We actually came from the same small village that had come up from the Middle East into this remote. Eastern European Valley in Ukraine, wow. Crimea, right in there, yeah. and never leave. I mean, like literally, yeah. they they didn't bang anybody outside of the tribe for yeah. for nine hundred years. Yeah, no traveling salespeople know anything else, and my parents are both. So it's 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 fascinating. So at some point, I, so I have a I have a teeny tiny bit of that. Maybe that's why we like each other. We're so we're we're so close. Yeah. But I just a wheel. Just I mean, like it. It's like how the hell did that get in there? I was like, whoa, because you know the but Irish. You know, we might we probably had an Irish pub there. You know, who knows? You know, <laughs> right. And and then a great 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 grandfather who owned the bank somewhere. So there's oh, a that's cool. So, well, you know, at 23andMe, I have a good friend, uh, who, uh, Linda Avey, who was uh, one of the co-founders of that company. I uh, went to college with her at Augustana College, which is now Augustana University in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So go yeah, figure. It, it's unbelievable. That's a whole other conversation. But but yeah. what people are finding and, and people who were 
family yeah. secrets or sperm donors. I mean, it, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's funny. You know, I've done the family history stuff before. And just a side note, we're getting off of yeah. But what the heck? It gives us a sense of who we are. Sure. You know, I'm kind of like the keeper of the family history because I just have always wanted to know and have uncovered some secrets in the family. And, of course, those are very interesting things. Do you tell your cousin that the, that wasn't her father's that wasn't your dad. Parent. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, so I've had to have, I've been faced with that ethical dilemma and finding these things out and then, and then having to tell uh, some family members about well, this. We, we, we talk about lineage and things like that as well. And um, one of the, one of my favorite things, because, because of course you're really busy. We're going to talk about the C-suite network. We're yep. going to talk about the TV, um, the radio, the books and, and, and that growing empire. But one of my favorite things in, in following you is that you and I have in common is that we're so connected to family and I love watching yeah. you yeah. with your grandkids. And for you, that, that seems to be your downtime is when you get a, you get a play grandpa. Well, we get to do it right. You know, we, 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 we you know, no offense, but we kind of screw up on our kids a little bit cause it's kind of reversed. I wish we, I wish I would have my children much later in life. Right. And I'm not saying I screwed up. I just could have been, you know, we all realize we could be better. We always realize we could be better. I'm not regretful of what I've done or how I've done it because I've broken a lot of cycles in my own family history, in my own family upbringing, the way in which I was brought up compared to the way my children were brought up. But now with my grandchildren, I get to have a bigger input and I get an opportunity to not, and, I, and it's very primal. I mean, and I know you love your, your daughter and your son. I love to see pictures. You just, I think you just got back from uh, father. I yeah, I got three of them. I was with my daughter, my daughter's oh. college, but yeah, we, we love yeah, I that get time. confused how many people everybody's got, how many kids they got. But yeah, oh, I do yeah. know that you, you do love your children a great deal. And I love to see that with you, even when you go camping with your son, although I would not call that real camping. Okay. Yeah. I know you guys go do that, but well, I'm, I'm like it's not glamping. It's not like we're in a yurt or a I got it, but it's still you're going. You know, I I like go to the remote places where no one's at. That's that's my kind of camping. Yeah, there's enough pictures of you on your horse and everything else. We we got that. <laughs> hey, listen, let's talk about business for a second. Sure. Talk to me about um, a little bit about your journey, but I think people are more interested in in what's going on now and sort of this burgeoning C-suite network yeah. empire. Well, we're, you know, we're building the C-suite network. I, when I left Kodak as a chief marketing officer, one of the things that I really, really liked and enjoyed was the opportunity to be with other C-suite leaders. And when I was with other C-suite leaders, I found we opened up, we took the armor off, and we had really frank discussions, which allowed right. me to really, you know, grow. Like I could figure out, well, how'd you do this? Or how'd you do this? Or how'd you do this? And, and vice versa. They would come to me for advice because I was stripping stuff out like crazy, you know, trying to save billions of dollars, you know, because I was managing $17 billion budget at the time. And so, um, yeah, so you, so that led me to think, well, how can I do that? And then I did a television show on Bloomberg where I was taking people inside the C-suite. That was the name of my television show. Prime yep, I, show. I remember watching, I think I watched it on United Airlines. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, well, we're still on United Airlines. Yeah. So that led me to, to say, hey, I could go do this. I could go build this and I'm going to build on my own. And I had to decide between fame and fortune. I chose fortune, but you know, we get a little famous as we go along the way. If you do it really right, if you don't, you can you know, always buy your fame if you want that, but I don't care. Um, because I'm just me and that's always trying to be me, but we're, you know, now we're doing the hero club. We have all these councils. We have the advisors, we have C-suite TV, C-suite radio, C-suite book club. We're about to announce C-suite publishing, C-suite Academy. Um, for training and courses. And so we're going to have all these different pieces and we just bought .ceo. So we're involved with that too. So we own the top level domain .ceo and we're out promoting it and selling it and pushing it, you know, and 
just in the two weeks we got it, uh, we're 10X in sales. So um, yeah, we're bra- creating an ecosystem, a community. Cause I'm a real believer. Somebody said, what's the new thing? And I went up and I drew a circle on the board. I said, that's the new thing. Like in the, the circle, like, like, what is it? A hula hoop or whatever. Remember if you ever saw that movie, the Hudsuck, Hudsucker proxies or whatever. Proxy, yeah. 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 They, that's what that was. And I drew the circle and they go, what's this? I said, this is community. So you want to make it big, you want to make it small, but this is your community. And if you, you put as much in the community and you nurture it, you, then that's it. That's the thing. Because if you want to have a broadcast show, if you want to have a podcast now, you want to have this, you want to monetize your tribe, monetize your community. You got to build a community. And you got to nurture it and it's holistic in its approach. Right. And so that's, that's the new thing. And that's the thing. And that's always been the old thing, but now it's a new thing because it's tougher to break through on the messages, David, as you well know, it used to be easy. You used to have a mailing list. You used to have this. Now you got this, 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 and there's all this com- competition for all this stuff. And, and you, you want to get on the cell phone. You want to get on their mobile phone. You want to get right. on their most personal device there is. So how do you do that? Well, you have to be invited and to be invited, you got to nurture the relationship. So you have to be, engaged in that. And so that's why I say the circle, the community. Right. But you have to be, you have to be um, present on multiple platforms as well. I mean, talk oh, to me yeah. about both, both the synergy and the, um, um, the, the vehicles and the venues. I mean, today- and, and, and repetition. So I call it step Absolutely. and repeat. You have to step and repeat, but you have to be where the people are when they want it. That's what you have to do. And so that's not an easy thing to do. So, um, <laughs> But you have to do it. You can't just but, say. But, gonna- but, but Jeffrey, you're finding it more is is not just building a tribe of of followers, but they have involvement through no, I said, platforms I, as well, right? Yeah. No, I said the word community. Community means yeah. community. It means we all have a role to play or get the hell out. Because if you're not going to play the role, I don't want you in the community. I don't want you in my town. You know, I'm going to vote you off the island. And so, yeah, so it's a community. So it gives and takes and everybody benefits. Everybody does what they do. If you've ever gone, you know, if you, you know, went real camping uh, with a it's lot of other people, I'm just, just going to give you shit for the rest of the I day. Know, you I, can. I don't know if I, can I swear on your podcast? You can. You can do whatever you want. I swear be, on mine. So Let's be real. Yeah. yeah, no, but my point is everybody's got the chore. Everybody's got the duty, right? So one of us is doing breakfast, one's doing lunch. Well, one of us got to pick up the stuff. One's got to zip up the tent. One of us got to do the thing. That's the thing you have to have in a community. So right. the village. But you know what's back, interesting? Getting, kind of get back to Hillary Clinton that takes a village. I don't know. Is that what? <laughs> no, well, you can say it. But here's the thing that's kind of interesting. And, and here's where it's, it's sort of uh, counterintuitive in, or maybe counter what, what conventional wisdom used to say, which is you don't spread yourself too thin. You've got to focus on. But today, when you look at the multiple platforms that people communicate, they engage, they connect with, that they seek information from, they seek connection with, you have to be in multiple places. I'm not saying that you're yeah. going to do the C-suite cafe next, but Ooh. then again, oh, I, I knew there was going to be a light bulb over your head. Yeah, and it's an internet cafe, and they're going to be meeting rooms and everything else. Maybe it will work. But no, one of the things that I really appreciate. That's just dorky. That's I know. Dorky. As we've watched it, as we've watched, as I've watched this grow, it all makes sense. Every brand extension, which in yesteryear meant dilution, today it means reinforcement, doesn't it? Right, exactly. So, so as we have C-Suite Book Club, C-Suite Academy, C-Suite, all these things, they're entry points. And if you just want to stay there, you can. But if you want to also link to these other things, here are the things that will help you grow. Here are the help that they help you engage or to get to meet other C-Suite executives or to meet other people. Uh, or for some people who are trusted advisors, it's a way for you to be able to meet those people to, you know, expand your business. So it's a, it's a very synergistic thing. And what right. we have to do is be very 
clear in our community is we only let those that are qualified to come in. So it's not to be that we don't want you. It just means, look, we just kind of know what this is. I'll give you a great example, our Hero Club. So if, if you think about CEOs, the CEOs fit all quadrants that you would set forth in personality types. Sure. Right? You would find yeah. them. And so every expert tells me that if I were to take and take a test of CEOs, they would go in each of the quadrants and they'd be dispersed fairly equally. You know, some right. are more analytic, some are more uh, drivers, some are more, uh, you know. Some are more entrepreneurial, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have a hero group, which is de dedicated based on values. And we recently did a personality test of all the people in our hero club. And the expert was telling me, no, it's going to be dispersed. I said, nope, it's not. Nope, and they said, right. it's going to be dispersed. And everybody was in one quadrant, everybody. And it was like, not like 90%, everybody, okay? Not like 60%, everybody. And so we found a like-minded group. And so what, and what we, was that quadrant? Explain that. What was the qualities that they were demonstrating or manifesting that, that spurred them to want to be involved in this? They were all fixers. They're fixers. That's what the, the, the way that she describes it. It's Dr. Rachel Headley. She's one of our hero club members. Right. She's, she's a, you know, men's uh, uh, rocket. She's a truly a rocket scientist. She's working at NASA. Right. And so she's got this new quadrant uh, that you can really measure different types of teams and, and measure optimum performance of those teams and how they uh, implement innovation. Okay. And everybody was in what we call the fixer category, which they, they, they just get right down to it. See it. Let's go do it and immediately start to work. And so it talks about her method and the way of her doing it, the Rose Group, you should look it up, is a way in which how do you put the innovation, you know, um, yeah, how do you put an innovation process into your business? So it was, it was actually really, really cool to be able to see that and see all those. Now, in my book, The Hero Factor, I've actually created a hero intensity uh, chart, a, a way in which you can determine your own hero factor, well, how much you have, how much your business has. And because some of us would put us in, there, there's operational excellence, there's hero values, there's do-gooders, you know, and those are the people that do really good, but don't make a lot of money. And then there's right. those ass, the ass hats or losers, you know, yeah. who, you know, they don't have any values and they lose a crap load of money. Right. Now, you know, I love companies like GE up in this quadrant way over here and, and Walmart and so forth. They're operational experts, but they don't have great values. I mean, you know, they're not taking care of the community. Sure, they do what they have to do. They contribute to the, they contribute so much, but that's a calculated deal. It's calculated. Right. Uh, how much it's, it's can they It's not ingrained in who they are. It's, it's exactly. more strategic in what they do. Yeah, as opposed to our hero club, which in our hero CEOs, these are entrepreneurial CEOs who really care about the community. These are the people that you you look at that pay for the sympathy, pay for the little league, pay, you know, make sure their team is taking off enough time, might may, may be doing extra things for their team. They care about their community. They care about the people that work for them. And when they, when they exit, they're going to make sure that they are rewarded as well. That's the whole hero club. And so we're trying to move more and more CEOs into that category. Uh, we're most most CEOs I do know are already there. It's just that right. what level of intensity are you on the chart? And we find that the more people who are along these values of sharing and more along these values of, sh you know, sharing the credit, sharing the money, sharing and pain and gain, uh, we see a higher value for their own company. Right. Let me ask you this. As, as we're talking to others who are listening to this or watching this right now, and they're looking and seeing this as, as certainly a model to aspire to and building that kind of a community, how do you guard against, because you want to cast a fairly wide net, at least to have some choices. How do you guard against creating 
nothing more than a giant chamber of commerce where everybody's hitting each other up for business, which we know we can build in, we can bring the numbers in. People who are, who are, who are certainly looking to make connections, looking to find and build their business, but you're also gonna drive away the quality people because they don't wanna be in that environment. How do you guard, how do you create a structure to guard kick against them? Kick them out, you kick them out. I mean, look, I'm, we're very clear. I, again, I've had some people we've sit down and we're very, very, you know, we go through a rigorous process to get you in and we, you have to present your credentials. And right. we have a pre-interview with you to say, are you a hero? Are you a hero? Not so much are you a hero individually, but is your business a hero? And what is the reason why you're doing it? So when we make you sign a pledge that says you'll do these things, right? And you're about that, that's a little bit more than just selling. But when I've had people who've said across from me just last week, sure. two, different, two different individuals, CEOs, great, great, great people, great people. And they said, well, you know, how much business can I expect to see from this? I said, if that's what you're asking me, you're not ready to join this organization and right. I'm not going to take your money. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. It's have not that we expect people are doing it from a purely altruistic perspective. I mean, we're all trying to build our business grand, yeah. but we've been in those, those dynamics of situations where it's just like, I mean, in my mind, I will tell you, and you tell me what you think about this. <clears throat> I think LinkedIn is, is, there's so many positive things about LinkedIn right now, but I think it's struggling and that anybody <sighs> yeah. that anybody that you accept, they immediately hit you up for business. And it's yeah. like, Dude, it's like buy me dinner before you try and get in my pants. Yeah, yeah at least at least at least a glass of wine. Uh, Scott, it, it's constantly being hit up, and we've watched yeah. this more from from LinkedIn originally, sort of meeting the people you want to meet through the people you already know, and now it's sort of Facebook for business people. Yeah, but it's just it's just become so sleazy that I am hit up as you probably are as well. Anybody that you see, you say yes to, they hit you up for business in in well, most of them are it's automated. Right, it's automated. Yeah, well, pitch, they're right? automated. There's so many tools that you can get for that, and Ugh. and you got to be very careful how you how you approach it, how you do it. I, and I that's not community, is it? It's no, it's, it's not. It's it's a it's a it's a network connection. It's a linking. That's what LinkedIn is. So it it doesn't have the vetting that you need in order to get you to the level. I mean, we know that primarily by just what email address you use. Right. Most people are using their, their fake email address or their Yahoo or their .edu or something else. They're not using their main email address because of that same thing. So I send messages to people, you know, the people say, is this you really writing it? Yes, it's me. And yeah. I'm sending it to you. I'm trying to get through to you, but I can't even get through to you. And it's weeks after an event or weeks after I want to have you at these places. So yeah, it's, it's really changed the, uh, it's changed the way in the landscape in which, you know, we're let me off. ask you this, as you were sort of creating and you're, and you're envisioning the, the natural growth of this network and multi multi-platforms, how much of the this vetting process that you're talking about now is is it was reactive as recognizing you were maybe attracting some people who wanted a piece of you but they weren't really givers and how much of that was strategic from the outset it was from the beginning we knew that we were going to really be selective in the way we have now sometimes you're not as selective as you like to be and sometimes people squeeze through i mean we once had we once had a, a gal who was a fortune teller um and psychic who applied for to come to the event and she got through and 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 of course there it was on the list at, at two days before the event and i'm going i'm looking at it going through the list to what, see the, if they're what the hell is yeah. this yeah. yeah how did this get on and then i said to the team you got to call her and uninvite her and they go well that's not right and i said yeah she she's a psychic she knows it's coming <laughs> even yes. better 
So he's you know, a best. That's right when you see the fortune tellers out of business. Like, she should have known. She should have known. She, she should have known. Should have known. But I want to get back to this comment that you said about people taking, taking, taking. I don't want takers. We don't want to be around takers. No one wants to be around takers. And, you know, I was inducted in the, into the uh, Speaker Hall of Fame a few I years ago. I was there. It was a glorious it, night. It was a really cool night. And, and, but there was another speaker who won a big award, the Spirit of Cabot Award, which is a big award for the, for the association. It was Gary Rifkin. And Gary Rifkin got up and he said, and he did a speech, he, he, he says, I'm a giver. And he is a giver. If you, everybody yes, knows yes, Gary, absolutely. he gives. But he quoted a famous other speaker. I can't remember the person's name, but I'm going to give Gary credit for it. He said, if you give, 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 you get, get, get. Yep. And I, I want to be surrounded with executives who are like that. And so, uh, you know me, I answer everybody's email, answer everybody's thing. I even get on uh, forums sometimes that I'm participating and, and doing stuff. People say, what the hell are you doing this for? Because, I, I, look, I got real lucky in my life. I got to do what I get to do for the way I get to do it, and I get paid for it. Awesome. Not everybody has that ability. So let's see what we can do to help somebody else. And I find the more I do of that, the better it is for me too. And I always get something out of it. Not that I'm, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to really help or, you know, cause most of us, you know, like for what I do, I do it for free, uh, but getting paid is how we get, how we keep score. Right. So, um, but I would really do it for free. And right. I just find the, I, but I also find executives are like that. C-suite executives are like that. And, and they, and if you give them the opportunity to give, they'll give, they'll give right. to you, they'll give you a knowledge, information, a contact. And we, right. end, our hero clubs, I'm sorry. No, I, so go ahead. Once you put the quarter in, I go for the full ride. No, you're good. You're yeah, good. Yeah. So, but you know, like when we sit around the hero club, one of the things that we do around the hero club is what can you do for somebody else in the room? Right. We do. We spend time on that. And, and people always are volunteer. Now we always ask, did you get what you wanted out of the meeting? And if you didn't, what is it you wanted that we didn't get accomplished for you? We always ask that, but I always ask, what can you give back? You know, I, I watch one of our, our guys, uh, Craig Shelley, a uh, company, company's called Craig Shelley, and they make, they make very, very expensive, very expensive um, uh, luxury watches and, and all kinds of, 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 other, of other things. And he said, look, I have these watches. I will give them to any charity that any of you want. And four people took him up on it. Right. And in the meeting. And so, you know, he didn't have to do that, but that's good for his business too. He knows that's good for his business because they're going to highlight it. They're going to sell it, going to make a lot of money for charity. And he gets to talk about his watch too. There's nothing wrong with that. That's pretty cool. But I'll throw you that the, the, the cynics who are listening or watching this right now will, will say, well, of course you can afford to do something for free because you have built this and your response would be what? To give your time, give your expertise. I because well, it helps get you to where you are. That you have the freedom. Hell yes. That, that what do they say? The most powerful word in the English language is no. And yeah. be able to be in a position, and I'm fortunate to be there as well, is to say no to the kinds of things. I just gave up. Um, I just said no to a, literally over last night. Um, they wanted me to go speak to the the bank of of Musket in Oman, and um, amazing opportunity and and a big paycheck but I wasn't qualified to do it. I could have done it. They wanted to get ready for this, this CX certification. I could have spent a little bit extra time, but I wouldn't have killed it. And I, and I don't do anything unless I'm going to kill it. I'm going to be there anyway. I'm going to be in, in, in Dubai, but to be able to say no, because I want to take that back to what we were talking about building the community, because we're talking about being selective. Cause I think it's all tied in together. How do you overcome or how do we help others overcome this, this mindset of scarcity? 
that they're going to go after the kind of things that may not be the best form because, because they want the money from it. People will build uh, organizations and build communities and membership thing, and they'll take almost anybody's money because it's their money. But yeah, there is an, an inadvertent I, um, I, I hate those guys. I hate yeah. those guys. I'm, I, watch, I watch people in this particular marketplace who, who have these masterminds and they show here's the secret behind door number one or door, no, and, you know, door number one and sign up. And then you get, you get there and then they say, well, the real secret's behind door number two. And pretty soon these people right. are into, the, you know, into it for a hundred grand and they, and they don't have anything. I can't stand that. I can't stand that. So, so with all, all due respect for those people that are watching and are listening right now, take the time to really get to understand and see what the deliverables are and what, what does that guru, what does that thought leader have in terms of tangible, tangible results, real tangible results. Check that out. Take the time to do that. And, and what value would they, would they give to others as well? Because you and I are both in sort of that, that business of building community. I, I spent some years as a Vistage chair and I was mm-hmm. very, very good at signing members to my group. And of course I come to learn later on what constitutes a good member and bad members will drive away good members. Oh, big time. You big can time. avoid that mindset of scarcity on the front end. I love the fact that you talk about how you're really vetting those prospects. They've got to be in the right mindset. They have to be a value to everybody else because everybody else in the group is looking who else is here. Yeah, nobody wants a Debbie Downer. Nobody wants a Debbie Downer. And the other thing we find out in these communities, here's here's the cool thing. And it's really tough when you're building these things. So if you're building like a mastermind, you're building a count, what I call council. If you're building this community, you know, take it take it times five hundred thousand people like our organization. Sure. They they everybody that comes in wants to do one thing. They want to punch above their weight. So right. they, they, they want to always know that there's someone else that's bigger, big name, so they can feel like they're the, like that or that they can aspire to. And right. so if every, you're only going to be as good in your organization as your lowest common denominator, the same thing holds true with your business. Absolutely. You can only move as fast as your slowest person. You can only move as good as the lowest quality person, you know, that you have in your operation. You can, you know, you can only be, you know, articulate as the, the least spoken person. I mean, that's all part of what you have to have. So, so you have to continue to up it, up it. And when you get it here, you have to have it here. When you get it here, you got to have it here. And when you get it here, that's what has to occur or people will lose interest. They drop out. They don't want to be a part of it because it's not taking care of their needs. Right. Well, and then, then you've a sustainability issue. Here's how I, I do exactly what you're talking about is when I have an organization, whether it's a, a round table, whether it's a CEO group or anything else, and the criteria for membership and for anybody past the founding members is every person you add has to be above the medium. Yep. Right. So you look at what's the average, whether it's in terms of experience or contribution or income, everybody that you bring in has to be above the 50 percent. And that's how you continue to build it up without question. And and by the way, your your tribe, your community will help you make sure that happens. Right. And build that up. Well, if, if you can get them to bring in the kind of members that you want, they're not, if, you know, like right now we've got our hero club members who are all bringing in unbelievable members. Well, they're bringing in people that are like them, which right. is awesome. Cause if you got a good base, you get an even better base. Right. Right. Are you, are you, are you incentivizing that? No. We just them to do it. Good for you. Yeah. That's all we did. We said, we said, they, they said they actually, here's what they'd said. It was a very, it's very cool. This is a whole mindset of giving. And these are executives. These are billion well, it's dollars. More than that, Jeffrey. I'll tell you, it's more than it's. They feel like it's their group. Totally right. So, but but here's what they said to me. They said they, they they said Jeffrey, what is it we can do for you? 
And I, I, I was taken back. I said, you know what you can do for me? You could bring in another member. If everybody in this room just brought in one member or two members, we would double in size. Right. Can you, can you commit to that? Can you come? And then I put a time limit because I said, can you commit to that in the next 30 days? And I right. said, I'm going to follow up with each and every one of you in the next 30 days. Can you commit to it? Is there anyone that can't commit to that? And if you can't, I understand. I'm okay with that. Then raise your hand. So I know, and no hands went up. Right. Well, so because the other thing is that community becomes a catalyst for conformity, right? That you oh, set the bar huge. here. Anybody yeah. who doesn't, I love there's, I love that scene. What was the movie in, in, um, in uh, big, right? Tom Hanks, he gets a job, right? And he's sitting next to John Lovitz. Do you remember the character? Oh, yeah, yeah, he gets yeah. A job, and, he's, and he's typing away and he's really excited. And John's like, hey, he's like, hey, hey sh- sh- slow down. Slow, slow down, down, right? Because that, that was the prevailing culture within the organization. Yeah. When you build something and you are selective, and I think this is such a great lesson for our listeners and our viewers as well, is when you have a real vision for what you want to build, the, 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 what that culture of that community is. And it's important to have the vision so that we are selecting and recruiting and evaluating prospects based on that criteria. Um, it's so good. Avoiding I, the scarcity yeah. mindset. I'm so excited because I just remembered my good friend, LeVar Burton. I think, you know, LeVar, sure, Burton. Of course. You've heard of LeVar. So LeVar is a good friend of mine. I once was, I got a chance to meet him at a big speech in, in Toronto and he and his partner, Mark Wolf, who's a, a Hollywood producer, has produced some great films. And of course they, they're doing, re, they were doing reading, reading rainbow. rainbow together. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, anyway, they asked me, we were backstage and I never met him before. And they said, Hey, would you come listen to our speech? And I never listened to another person's speech hardly ever just because uh, I've seen it, done it, you know, right. and I'm, you know, I, I got it. I don't want the pressure of me watching them and all that kind of stuff. And then I got to, they'll, they'll, they'll ask me what they think and so forth. I just don't like doing that. <laughs> I, I so, yeah. I just, it's not my gig. I, I got my own mental stuff going on in my own head, but I went out and I listened to him because I really liked the bar and I really liked Mark. Mark had the sarcastic kind of a, kind of a, you know, caustic personality that I like, you know, it was always give and take and, you know, punching and their first slide they talked about their business their first slide was we don't work with assholes and i thought that was a great that's a great apropos yeah. i mean life's too short why would you want to work with people who are sub than you why would right. you want to work with people who are negative why would you want to work with people who are pain in the ass i don't want to work like that i'm done i'm done and and i'm i am like really clear i mean with our team here you know, and, and our various offices in New York, South Dakota, and so forth, and around the rest of the country and world, is no, we're going to do it like this. And if you don't like it, you know, and somebody says, well, why are you doing it that way? And I, here's my response, because we can. Right. Because we can. That's my philosophy right now. And it has been for a long time, because we can. We can do this because we can. And you know what? We can make it better. And we're going to do it better. And, and, and you know, David, because you've been working with me for a, a long time, I build things as I'm flying them. I'm build. I'm flying the plane and building a fricking plane at the same right. time. And you know, I'm trying to make sure the parts don't fall off and the engine stays. I'm not going to crash it. Everybody knows me. Right. Well I was going to say, give yourself a little bit more credit from that because you're always going, you're always moving forward. I mean, you talk about that in your books as well in terms of, of, of yeah. think big and act bigger, but you know where you're going. You're just, you're just recognizing opportunities as you go. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think you have a, a, your radar is always on and always attuned to a new opportunity. I, and, and let's talk about for a quick second, because we chatted about this yeah. in Dallas, um, the, the dot CEO, you mentioned yeah. that very, very briefly, but talk yeah. to me about that as an opportunity. And well, is it, yeah, it's something we saw, great? we saw, I saw that eight years ago. 
eight, eight, nine years ago, we saw the .co with top level domains and a partner of mine, a friend of mine, I was convinced him to buy some top level domains. So he bought .co, just like .com, .biz, .gov, right. .nyu, you know, .auto. They're, they opened them up and he bought .best and he bought .cred and he bought uh, .co and he bought one more. I can't remember which one uh, the other one was. But, um, and then, uh, you know, for the last you know, three, four years, I haven't been able to partner on him with him and then this last year he called me not more literally i can't remember when it was june june in june in june he called he said i'm going to be in 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 san francisco i said i'm in san francisco that same day let's get together he flies in we meet in the hotel room um a hotel lobby 30 minutes later he and i are doing a deal we've done it we've got it done because i love him you bought it you bought it from him but we bought it together. So we own it together. Oh, we own it together. So, cause he, 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 re, he recognizes that where I'm going to take it, it's going to have incremental great value. All right. Yeah. He, I have a, he knows me well enough that when I get behind it, we're going to do, and I look, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. No, but, but that's where you are. You know, I, no false I, I, modesty. This is like, this do. is like, I know it. Okay. I've already 10 X sales in two weeks, 10 X sales in two right. weeks. So, so now you can buy your, your name. I was talking to a very famous uh, CEO coach, very famous, huge. Thousands of people go to this person. And he said, I don't get it. Why would I want to buy my name? And I said to this person, I won't say his name. I said, you have been running this organization for years. Everybody knows you and knows that you're the CEO. Now, you're going to sell this business at some point. When you sell this business, your name is going to go from XYZ at, you know, company. Right. Dot, dot com. Right. To, to AOL.com. You know, to, to, to Jim at one, two, three at, yeah, right. <laughs> AOL.com. And he goes, it was silence. Right. Because his name has traditionally been connected to the organization. Now what's he going to be connected? As a CEO. Because he's a CEO. Or right. she's a CEO. You've earned it. Why wouldn't you own it? Right. And so, and I just shut up and it was silence. And then he, he, he said, Oh, I get it. I want this now. Right. And, he, and it but, also, but it also precludes somebody else from, from cyber squatting on that as totally, well. Totally. Yeah. So you Lock should up your buy name. your own name. You should buy your company plus that, or you want to own a category. So you could be, you can't get coach.com cause I own it or, or dot CEO. Cause I own it. I own, I own them all. I own it. I, so I, I saw that and I said, I want to buy that one. 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 And right. so I own, I own hundreds of these uh, on my own. Yeah. I personally put my own credit card down and I bought them on my own because I see the value in that. But if you wanted to own, you know, let's say you were the CEO of, uh, well, we'll use Kodak. You could have Kodak.co. Now, now you're an outbound, you know, you're a CEO of a company that you want to show that you're, you're as part of your brand, you're reachable. Now they know they can get a hold of CEO directly or you buy your name.co. And right. of course we're going to hang out pages. We're going to create wiki like pages because I'm sick and tired of being, you know, some, some dweeb that I don't like can update my wiki page. Um, and so I want to have places that I can control my own brand, my own destiny and dot CEO gives us that. And it's like, it's like, like, like right now it's $149. It's like nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. So how, how do you manage this, this burgeoning empire? How do good you, how, how, yeah. Good people. And the Tell other me thing, more about I, it. no, the good people. And the other thing is I'm going to give Dan Burr some credit. You know, Dan Burr, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah, he's a great futurist. And I was with Dan this summer in July. And so for a long time as a business person, I always believed I always had to do it myself. I had to build it myself, you know. And, right. all. and then he said, I got an idea for you, Jeff. And I said, what? And he goes, X is a service. I went, what the hell is that? And he goes, X is a service. You can do anything as a service. I go, 
Oh my gosh. And it opened it up. I mean, here's an old dog learning new tricks right now. Right. And, and so it taught me I could, I could go get other people to help me do this and they could do it. And then we share and just, holy crap, I don't have to just like build it, bring the staff on. Now I gotta, I gotta have more money to do it with. And so I'm already forming partnerships. So that's why I'm doing C-suite publishing. So you can do your own books. I'm going to be doing C-suite Academy. So we have training Academy and I'm going to take your courses and so-and-so's courses. And I'll put them all under somebody else and somebody's going to help me run that. Awesome. Right. This is a service. And so, yeah. Okay. That's what well, but that's, that's the other thing with this podcast, for example, on C-suite radio and so many of my other, other friends and colleagues, it's a platform. We had platforms for for podcasts, but putting a brand behind it. Yeah. One of the things that I, that I, that I've appreciated how you've done it. And I think some people might look at that as a little braggadocious, but I think because you live up to it, the whole idea of this global business celebrity <laughs> yeah. making as part of your moniker, it's like it freaking fits because it's what yeah. you do. And yeah. People, people said when we did it, I said, well, I said, they go, what are we going to call you, Jeff? When I left Kodak, you know, I was called the global uh, celebrity CMO for a long time. Forbes put me on their magazine, named me that and the whole bit. That's how I got it. And then I said, well, we have to go beyond that. And somebody, I said, why don't you just guys start just referring to me as a global business celebrity and go, what the, they said, what the hell does that mean? I said, whatever the hell we say it is. Right. Well, it, it means yeah. what it is. And it's yeah. not like you're saying you're the only one. I mean, Michael, no. Jackson, Michael yeah. Jackson can call himself the king of pop. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're pop royalty. You know, there, that works. Yeah. It they works for me. Yeah. I wish I could sing. I could dance. I like Michael, Michael could be, I don't want to do a lot of I other know. things Michael did, but no, I, no, but we're I, not even going to, but, but I did appreciate his, his talent. His talent was the, the guy who could sing, man. Hey, listen, I, I got to agree with my viewers, and my listeners that we're going to keep it to a, a certain basic time. But before we go, I want to take you through what I call the lightning round. Quick questions, quick I'm answers. Ready. All ready. right. Lightning round. How many animals do you own? Uh, zero right now. Really? Yeah, I Did just you not have my, horses. I just I lost my last two horses uh, in over the last six months. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, that's that's yeah. Tough. So it, I, and then I'm I'm gonna gear back up with some more horses, but I have none right now. And I'd love to have a dog, but I'm not home enough. Right. I was gonna say that's the other challenge is you can yeah. do. You got to have. But on my back door, I got eagles. I got coyotes. I got uh, mountain lions. I got everything. I right outside my back door. I just look out. I see bald eagles every day. Yeah, right. And the animals outside your, your place in New York are different. No, rats. I got rats outside. Yeah, there you go. Rats. <laughs> Although I did find a raccoon one day. I'm, dr I'm walking in down. In New there. York? In New York. I, oh, was, I was at 39th, 39th and 6th Avenue. And I look up in the rafters and there was this humongous raccoon. I mean, this was a boar raccoon, which he, this thing weighed about 50 pounds. He was huge living in the rafters at 39th and 6th Avenue. I couldn't believe it. I took a picture of him. All right, lightning round. Sorry. <laughs> when was the last time you spoke to the president? Uh, this president of a couple weeks ago. Got it. Yep. Do you believe it? You still believe in Bitcoin? Yes. Blockchain is going to be a big deal. Big, huge, huge deal. I'm putting a bit money down on that one. And you got and you got a big payday coming to that. Tell me the best thing about your job. Uh, talking to people. Best thing about being a grandfather. Everything, man. There's nothing better. Last question. What do they call you, your grandkids? Papa. I'm Papa. That's a conversation that, that you and I, at this point in our life, that we never really thought about. Like yeah. our parents were, our grandparents were grandma and grandpa or whatever. And then everybody yeah. got divorced. So it was like Grandpa Joe and Grandma whatever in the last names. And now just that whole idea, because Mike, I don't have grandkids yet, but but we're 
close to that is that we start having that conversation. Like, what do you want to be what's called? Your, what's your, what's your grandparent name? Yeah. What's your grand? Right. I saw a video about what's your grandmother's name, by the way, uh, in my family, traditionally it's grandma and grandpa. Yeah. But I chose well. Papa. And the reason I chose Papa is my stepfather who's been my stepfather for about, uh, for 30, over 30, about 39 years and not related to me. My mother got married. I didn't even go to the wedding and she married him when I was a junior in high school. And I was living on my own at the time. But my children, they're not his children. And my children called him Papa Gene, and he was the nicest man and still is. And he did more for my children than some of my own relatives did. And so I, that is respect for him. Never told that story, David. It's never told that story. That's where, that's where, and anybody I've asked told, you. I've never told my family why I chose Papa. Never. That's that's the reason why. Right there. Anybody you ask, that right here on C-Suite Radio. There you go. Any anybody ask you on a on a podcast what your grandkids call you? You know yeah. that kind of stuff. I think I think it's important. It's also that's it's cool. also that's cool. grounding. You, pay you know what? That shows you pay attention because you that that's a sign of a great look. My, look, I've been doing this the interviewing TV and and um and and podcast for a long time, and I'm real and, and be honest with you, I'm really good at. It. I say that myself. Sure. That's what you Objectively. do. It's what I do. And I'm really good at it. And uh, I could do it at a much bigger level. I could do this daily on a CNN if I wanted to, or some other thing. Cause I've been offered those things and sure. I don't want to do that, but I, but I do like interviewing and so forth. But what you just did is separate you from a lot of other radio hosts or podcast hosts in that you did, you've done your homework. You knew what I was talking about. You, you didn't know the, the answer to the, to the, to the horse question, but you knew I had no, horses. I yeah, you did. Uh, and because I keep, I keep a lot of, I don't, I don't tell a lot of people that stuff, you know, there's some stuff I don't always share on social media, you know, um, Those are things that I, I think make these conversations a little more interesting. Cause it's just, I and mean, I get the opportunity as you do, we get to talk to friends, to people that we would yeah. like to be our friends yeah. and have authentic conversations. I've probably been a guest on a hundred. You've probably been a guest on a thousand podcasts and so many of them are just that straight. You know what? Oh, I hate it. Some, some you, of them I hate it. They say, well, tell, tell me about yourself. I, and I usually start off. I was born a poor black man and yeah. you know, or, I really or, do that. here's just, what I love is, is they grab I don't have one. I was going to try and find or they'll grab your book and they'll say, so, and you know, they didn't do any prep work and say, yeah. So on page 243, you, you say, just grabbed a Uline ca calendar. I do. Isn't that funny? Is that, is that a Uline? It is. It is a Uline. I'm pretending. I love it's a, looking at the Uline catalog. I'm pretending it's a book and you open up and say, listen, on page 247, you say blank and blank. what do you mean by that? I said, what it meant was that you did no research and you hadn't yeah. read my books or anything else. We've all done that. My book's coming out as well. Remind us what your book is that's coming out. The Hero Factor. You want to learn about winning companies and big cultures and winning cultures? That's what The Hero Factor is all about. Outstanding. They want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, learn about C-Suite Network. Where do they go? There's my name right there on the screen. Jeffrey Hazlett. You Google that. You can find me. You are everywhere. A big thanks to my, to my friend Jeffrey Hazlett, global business celebrity, author, and great, great father and grandfather and that's the best part of it for me as well thank you brother uh, appreciate everybody listening in uh check around on c-suite radio some of my colleagues some friends some other brilliant people subscribe to their podcast subscribe to mine as well and uh and we'll see you next time for past and future episodes be sure to subscribe at theverývisiblebusiness.com. you can also learn more about david Averin's keynote speaking and consulting at visibilityinternational.com Connect with us on social media and check out David Averin's latest book, Visibility Marketing at Amazon.com. This has been the Very Visible Business Podcast with David Averin.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.